movies. We all love them. Chances are you've met someone that likes movies. The communal aspect of movies is something everyone can get behind. But while we all love movies, we don't love the same movies. We can agree for the most part what objectively makes a movie good. But what about the movies that you love that aren't very good? The movies that failed at the box office? The movies that were critically savaged? It's time to throw your support behind those black sheep. It's time to tell me, why do you like it? My guest today is here to discuss and defend the 1992 first of Harrison Ford's run in the Jack Ryan role, Patriot Games, and he is John Phillips. John, how's it going today? It's going great. It's going great. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, well, let's just dive right in here. Patriot Games, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this was, uh, it feels like such an unbelievably different era, uh, which I, I realize 1992 is a long time ago now by a lot of people's standards. Uh, but I remember it as if it was much more recent than it was. Uh, yeah. But, uh, I will say that um, it's been a, an interesting uh, journey back to a time that I remember very differently than than. It really was. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will definitely agree with that. I watching it this morning. I was kind of, I was kind of taken aback how it feels like a totally different movie than like any other. Well, I guess just recent action movies. The way it's shot and the way just like things happen, and it's like the. I, I don't know. It seems, <laughs> I guess, for lack of a better phrase i I feel like this movie really takes itself seriously (laughs) yeah absolutely well and and i know i'm supposed to be defending this movie but i think i think i need to uh first address the fact that i looked it up on rotten tomatoes and realized that the rating was maybe higher than i realized it would have been like critics liked this movie more than i thought they should have my recollection so now i'm like in the position of defending a movie but also saying like here's why this should be on this show like no, <laughs> no should be taking this movie that seriously yeah well uh, i think the thing is um i saw that too it's got like a, i think like a 73 percent on rotten tomatoes which you know when i read all the reviews they all kind of said the same thing they were like this is a really solid movie. <laughs> yeah. this, this is a solid action movie. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, I, I agree with that. It's, it's pretty solid. It's well shot. It's well made. It's, you know, Harrison Ford is doing his Harrison Ford thing, but it's just kind of like, I don't know. I think that's, I think what you said at the beginning is really accurate about this movie. Cause it feels like an entirely different, like not just, close to 30 years ago this movie feels like a just a completely different era of 
the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and you're exactly right. And I think that, um, you know, looking or thinking about it in terms of like, this was just a couple of years after the fall of the Soviet union. Mm-hmm. And so we're thinking about like, we need geopolitical bad guys in the world that people are actually scared of, not the enemy we just defeated. So it's like, they can't be Russian anymore. Um, I mean, this was pre like, this was pre Al Qaeda bombing sure. the, you know, 90 in 94 bombing the trade. Right. Trade right. Trade yeah. In 2001. So like, okay, what's going on in the world that, that makes sense to people. Okay. The IRA and, uh, sure. Ireland or whatever. And then the, the, you know, the whole premise of like the IRA sending resources and guys to the United States. Like, but I, <laughs> that's where they were really going to go with this, you know? I uh, yeah, that's that's a really funny point because I thought I, I there's even a character that says uh actually I think James Earl Jones says it to Jack Ryan. He's like, uh, there's no way they're gonna come after you over here. There's no way they're sending guys over here. <laughs> I'm not sure these like political terrorists are going to take it personally when someone intervenes in their broad daylight attack on a <laughs> yes. Like, I just I kind of I kind of love the way Sean Bean's character is just it's an immediate it's not his fault. It's not his fault that he recruited his baby brother. Nope. It is Harrison Ford's fault, a stranger <laughs> who yep. was just who just saw something happening and was like, I don't like this. <laughs> but immediately he's like, Nope. Blood vendetta, you're fucked now. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. And I, I think about uh to like the um the idea that he uh Harrison Ford like saw this happening as like a desk analyst in his late forties with a daughter and a wife or whatever. He saw this happening in the street and his instinct is like, yeah, tackle this guy, intervene, like shoot grab the gun shoot everybody or whatever it's like this was i was talking to uh my wife hannah before this and saying you know i think that why i liked this at the time was that every man in america for a long time like maybe until like 2013 was told that sure you work a desk job or whatever but you uh given the opportunity to defend your family could you know, fight off trained assassins and pick up their gun and shoot their own It's like, yeah, yeah, this all this all adds up. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, uh, oh, yeah, I could totally do that. Yeah, correct. Yeah, because he's 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 not even on a work like assignment. He there. I think they're just aren't they just on vacation? And it's just like I'm going to decide on my vacation. <laughs> Yeah, right. With my wife and daughter right over here, uh, uh, you know what? Doesn't matter. I need to stop this. And I know that, like, once he gets back to the states and he explains why he did it to uh, also Samuel L. Jackson's in this movie, I totally forgot about. <laughs> explains why he did it, and he's just like, "I was angry. Yeah. It really pissed me off." no i think that's exactly it i think he says it really pissed me off i was just angry (laughs) Uh, cool yeah i mean aren't you you're you're an analyst like a former analyst for the cia and a professor like Mm -hmm. anybody should be above the fray that guy should be above the fray enough to be like we need to remove ourselves from this situation but no he's yeah he's not that man no, and yeah. 
go ahead. Sorry. That said, okay. So that's the, that's as much shit talking as I'm going to do about the movie because okay. I'm here to defend it. And I recognize that there's a, a lot of things are ridiculous in this movie. Here are a couple of things that I, I really enjoy about it and what I enjoyed about it at the time. This is an action movie. This is a mm-hmm. shoot them up, you know, chase them down. Good guys, bad guys, action movie. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. But they actually tried to make it a little bit higher brow. I mean, you, you touched on, you know, taking itself seriously. They were, they were, you know, showing a guy working through, you know, the paperwork and doing the, like the job of an analyst and then showing, okay, so I've got enough Intel to then authorize a strike on this random camp in North Africa. And then you watch it on a TV. Like that's okay. So that's, I get that. Now I feel like this level of realism about that, that as a kid watching this movie Mm. really pulled me in. And I was like, this is how spies do their job. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. I agree. I think I, and there was, there was one scene that actually really struck me as being like really artfully executed. It's where, um, it's towards the beginning of the movie, right after the assassination is foiled and the, um, other IRA member sends two assassins out to that. Uh, um, see, I'm having trouble remembering all the villains' names. Not, not Sean Bean, the other guy. Yeah, I forget his name. They sit. He sends the two assassins out to his, uh, I guess, countryside estate, and just that that really somber music comes over the soundtrack, and they show him just like watching and looking like he's you know really taking in just like a serious moment and they keep intercutting between the assassins breaking in and i was like wow this is a i this is a great scene this is really well done <laughs> i love the i love the intercutting of the music and everything else and yeah Inya playing in the back i think it was yeah. going on so it's like oh my god this is, this is pointy. i think this it was yeah and i was just like wow this is I really like this for a Tom Clancy movie. This is really artfully done. I am really enjoying this. And you know what else is interesting that was uh, a nice uh, example of what you mentioned before about how different these movies feel nowadays versus Mm -hmm. back then, right? Um, Nowadays, like there's so much polish around these movies and they're like, they uh, action movies usher the audience from like the first second through the credits. They usher them through the whole experience. Like you are not going to have to think really hard about any of this. Uh, This movie did not give you a whole lot of uh, like expositional dialogue or anything like that. No, kind of had to like figure it out as you went along. Why is this happening? Why are these people doing this thing? And it's like this movie sort of had the expectation that you had like some level of understanding about Mm -hmm. like political affairs to know why these actors would, would have the motivations they had. And I sure, sure. Yeah. Was this the, um, did you see uh, the hunt for red October? The yeah. film right before this one, yeah. Would you would you say you prefer Alec Baldwin or Harrison Ford in Ooh. the Jack Ryan role? Yeah, uh, I think that Alec Baldwin's role was probably more realistic in terms of like what a desk jockey analyst would have done in the situation. Like he's like Harrison Ford brings that like brute force element to everything. I mean, even when he was Indiana Jones, he was yeah. a professor who could throw a punch uh, for some reason. And <laughs> yeah, sure. We just buy that about Harrison Ford. That's 
but Baldwin brought more of a like intellectual air to the role that I thought was probably more aligned. Probably, yeah, probably a little more in line with. Uh, and I, it, it's funny. A bit of trivia that I read about this was um, Tom Clancy when he saw the initial cut of this Patriot Games, he actually was really upset about it. He wanted his he wanted his name taken off of it and everything because Whoa. he was like, I I don't. I've not read Patriot games, but he was very upset about the direction that Jack Ryan was taken in. So apparently maybe that was the problem is he made him a little too, um, I guess, as you say, like tough guy, <laughs> fucking hard edged. Yeah. Whereas in hunt for red October, he was a lot more what you would imagine a CIA analyst <laughs> is good at <laughs> non field agent. Yes. Correct. Yeah. And it, it Clancy, to his credit, was a guy who was like a super government nerd, like foreign intelligence guy who would like mm-hmm. do these ridiculous or do this ridiculous level of research. Mm-hmm. And he was incredibly thorough. And he would spend pages of a book describing like the mechanics of a sonar system and stuff. Like he would. He was really into that kind of stuff, like yeah. super into the nerdy. Yeah. So like narrative, plot structure, all of those things. Fine. I want you to know that I know a hell of a lot about the military. Right. Work, right. So that you're going to like be invested in this. And yeah, I, I think that shows through somewhat in these, these uh, movies, but the movie versions are definitely more uh, not dumbed down, yeah. but like, you can't, you just can't do that. No, there's no, there's no way you could show like a five minute scene of Harrison Ford, like himself trying to figure out sonar <laughs> or anything like that. It would just be, yeah, it would be ridiculous. But I thought that was really interesting because I think that another piece of trivia that I read about that was that he thought it was going to be like, a huge failure, like money critical. And he was like, this is just, this is going to be a huge failure. And I don't, I don't really understand why you cast Harrison Ford and all this stuff. He was like, he was so upset about it. But then obviously it turned out to not be any of those things. And he even came back for clear and present danger. So (laughs) you're going to make a lot of money. And uh, the books that you've written are not intellectual, uh, like highbrow books. They're actually punch em ups. And that's how everybody <laughs> perceives it. So keep striking them out, Tom. <laughs> And maybe that, and maybe that's a Tom Clancy thing. Maybe he just thought, like, maybe like I said earlier, maybe he took himself too seriously. And he was like, oh, maybe my books are <laughs> meant for this kind of <laughs> direction. I thought this movie was, a, or this book was a lot higher brow than it actually is. <laughs> um, but one thing I really appreciated about this movie is I think like, I think they ca- they cast uh, Sean Bean perfectly. He's such a he's such an intense guy, <laughs> or maybe he's not in real life. But every role he plays, he plays it with just a singular, just intensity. And it's like, of course, of course, this guy is an IRA terrorist. <laughs> I completely buy that. Of course, he's gonna immediately like okay, I'm going after this fucking Jack Ryan guy. Of course that's what he's going to do because you can see just like in his eyes every time he stares at Harrison Ford in this movie, it's like, oh man, he wants to kill him even though (laughs) Harrison Ford was just some random fucking guy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
You're, you're, you're spot on though about the casting. I, I, I think that that was, that was excellent. And, uh, Sean Bean is, is underrated, uh, overall. Yeah. It's funny. He's, you know, Ned Stark, I think probably in the consciousness of, mm. of most people, uh, yeah. these days, but it's very similar though. Like he was a guy who, uh, you know, even as Ned Stark was a guy who was very like stuck with his morals and, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I, this is what I'm about. I'm about family. I'm about country or whatever. And we believe that about him. And yeah. I, that's, that's what you're seeing too in the, the IRA thing. It's like, if there's a like fundamentalist, Sean Bean is that guy. Like he just can, can convey that. Yeah. It is interesting. Uh, the point you brought up earlier about, um, <laughs> they couldn't, they couldn't go with Russians. Uh, <laughs> everything had ended just prior to this. It is interesting. And I just, like I said, when I watched it this morning, I had almost completely spaced on like the plot and who the bad guys were. I knew Sean Bean was the main bad guy, but I had no idea of the IRA involvement. And I thought, wow, this, this must've been maybe sort of controversial when it came out in the nineties. Cause the IRA was like, I mean, well, I mean, obviously they're still a thing, but they, I mean, it was like a, they were a pretty hot button issue around this time in the mid nineties. And it's like, I don't want you know, Hollywood does Hollywood things and I don't want to say they're like ballsy for doing this, but it's, it's kind of interesting to pick. Like, it's like, okay. In my opinion, it's kind of like picking, you know, uh, middle Eastern terrorists, like maybe one year after nine 11, of course, we've had movies like that since then <laughs> seemingly insensitive, but it's interesting that like the IRA was the choice mm-hmm. for like, terror the terrorists (laughs) well and so a little bit of tribute that i i read going into this too was um alec baldwin a big reason why he was not in this role was that this was not in chronological order with the with the novels right it was supposed to be clear oh okay this role this movie sure for some reason the movie makers wanted patriot games to happen in their narrative arc so they made it that but Alec Baldwin was like, I'm Irish. My family is Irish. My people are Irish. You know, like I would prefer not to like jump into this conversation. Yeah. You know, yeah. right? So that had actually played a role in, in why Alec Baldwin was not in the, in Patriot. Yeah. Um, which is interesting, but I do think uh, later uh, when they did a Tom Clancy movie called some of all fears, mm, yeah. that, that movie was Islamic terrorists. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Islamic terrorists. Um, and they, it came out right after nine 11. And so they yeah. were making the movie and they said, no, we're not going to have that. And so they made it like a neo-Nazi guy. Yeah. And she did it at the last minute. Cause they were like, we're yeah. doing this. Um, so it is, it, you're right. It, it was an interesting choice. Um, especially when it's white Christian terror fighting. Each yeah. Other, right? like, yeah. That was probably that, the difference. That's a really good point. I didn't even, and gosh, I didn't even think about it from that angle. That's, that makes it even, that gives it even more of a interesting wrinkle because, you know, most of the time when you watch like these espionage thrillers, it's, you know, it's, it sucks, but it's just like a real, a real middle, blah, 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 middle Eastern stereotype Mm -hmm. against like, you know, the white strong American. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that like, even though they are terrorists, they're both like, it's two white men, (laughs) like in two factions of just like, you know, like you said, they're white Christian terrorists. And it's like, 
I don't, I don't know. That was really, it's really different to see something like that. I guess maybe because I'm just so conditioned to like, not really current espionage films, but like espionage films that came out like post 9-11 were pretty much geared towards like Islamic terrorism and stuff like that. And this is just it like, well, like you said at the beginning, this is like a movie from a totally different time. Yeah. <laughs> well, and what's, what's interesting though, too, is you, you talk about like the, the tropes that are involved in like convincing us that somebody's a bad guy. Right. Like, and this from the kind of the Walker, Texas Ranger era of like, defining bad guys where it's like, okay, well we need to show the guy like hitting a woman or drowning a puppy or like doing, you know, some sort of satanic thing or whatever. So that, Oh, that's the bad right. guy. But I think that, uh, you know, a lot of times, especially post nine 11, what we saw was, um, you know, an immediate othering of bad guys simply by showing a cultural difference. Right. And so yeah, like, yeah. representing like is Islamic people. It's like, okay, now I'm thinking, uh, you know, whatever, I have whatever preconceived notion. Whereas with these white guys, sure, calling a Protestant or a Catholic white guy a terrorist during, while this is conflict is ongoing, was probably um, controversial to a, a white Western audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, there wasn't any of that like cultural othering either, right? Like they didn't show any yeah, yeah. crazy, dumb stereotypes about Irish people. You know, they didn't show anybody no. being a drunk or anything. <laughs> <laughs> You know, to, to like make us think these are bad guys, we just kind of had to know that, like, okay, this conflict is ongoing. There are like zealots in this conflict, and that would be enough motivation for them to do something. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Rash. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I think it's um, because when I think about the, when I think about all the Jack Ryan movies they've made, and now there's a, there, there's a series on Amazon, um, I'm thinking, Clear and present danger. I forget. Was it was it Islamic terrorism in Clear and Present Danger? Um, clear and Present Danger was uh, it was South American drug dealers. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right, guys. Yeah, that's right. Because then after that, then there was Some of All Fears, and we already discussed what they the changes they made to that. And then after the Some of All Fears, I'm. I'm trying to think of, wasn't there another Jack Ryan movie after some of all fears? <laughs> oh man. I, I feel like there was maybe one with like, uh, I'm going to really quickly look this up. I think it's, um, Chris Pine. Yep. There was a movie. Yes. <laughs> now I need to look this one up. Yes. Chris Pine played Jack Ryan in, what is this damn movie's name? Uh, well, okay. So, so far this actor, this character has been portrayed by Alec Baldwin, Harrison Ford, Ben Affleck, Chris Pine, and now John Krasinski. And <laughs> Jack Ryan. So he, he feels like he's running in a parallel universe to uh, James Bond. It's like this yes. very, like post fall of the Soviet union, American James Bond. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of like, um, it's also a weird sort of, uh, precursor. I, I feel like to, uh, the born identity movies, because I think the very first born identity movie came out either the same year or maybe the very next year after the sum of all fears. Yeah. I think I'm fairly certain. And then they kind of ran with that and, you know, (laughs) it's, 
I, I got to say, of this whole series, oh, okay, the movie that Chris Pine was in is called Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. Ah, okay. This Interesting. Was, I feel like this was when the movies started to resemble the video game series. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the Tom Clancy Rainbow Six into video games. At this point, now it's like, okay, now we're going to go back from video games into movies. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, I think, uh, as I was saying before, I found out that bit of trivia. Uh, I think my favorite Jack Ryan of this series, I think the best movie, in my opinion, is probably Clear and Present Danger. Mm-hmm. I don't remember a whole lot of the sum of all fears. Um, I don't think I even saw the Chris Pine one, Jack Ryan shadow recruit. Although it has been a very long time since I've seen the hunt for red October. So that might actually end up being my favorite, but I think of the ones I can remember clear and present danger was probably the best one. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, so the reason I chose Patriot games was because it was the, was the one that I thought was probably, Although hmm, some of all fears might've, might've been a better choice for this. I don't know, but just because I, I feel like Patriot games was one that was harder to defend <laughs> just because it was like, well, yeah, yeah, no, I think this was, I think it was an excellent choice because it's, it's not what you would assume. Like <laughs> I, I just, I just picture somebody being like, what's your favorite movie? Patriot games. <laughs> yeah. love, love exactly. That. And it framed my, yeah, it framed my assumptions about, uh, you know, foreign affairs in, in government for like longer than it should have, uh, like, well, well into my, uh, late teens, I kind of thought that was sort of how it went. You know, if you were a CIA analyst, you were like, you know, at risk person mm-hmm. for yeah. you know, against terrorists or whatever. Um, but I, it was, it was a, it was a really fun thing to rewatch. Um, and to jump back into, and, uh, it also made me realize that the early nineties were kind of rad. It was, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was, I love the way action films were made in the early nineties. I was just sitting there watching. And I was like, man, I really just love how this is made. <laughs> yeah. It's tense. Uh, Hannah was yeah. with me and was saying like, this is a scary movie. This is yeah. like a legitimately tense, scary movie. She thought it was going to be more ridiculous than it was. Oh man, has she seen Clear and Present Danger? Talk about intense. No, but now that might have her hooked now. So we're going to have to yeah. Yeah, watch the rest of them. <laughs> so I like to uh, ask everybody the same question at the end of the episode, but this one is not really appropriate because the series is continuing. But if you if you were given the keys to the Jack Ryan film franchise, mm. who would you cast as Jack Ryan. Mm-hmm. And do you have a specific book that you wish has been told? Like I know John Krasinski is like currently in the series, the television series is currently going on, but if they were going to do another movie, mm-hmm. do you have any uh, preferences as far as that goes? Oh man. Um, that's a great question. As far as who should play Jack Ryan, let me sit on that for just a second as I, as I, okay. that. so my favorite, Tom Clancy book that I read was rainbow six. Okay. Um, And the reason I liked that one was because it was huge and it was immersive and it felt like reading, uh, like a mini series or something. It just felt like a ton of content that I could just keep going back to. And it was like sort of episodic, right? Like it was like, there were these missions that the team would go on and it was, it was just a fun, fun read. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I really liked that one. And I felt 
I feel like the, like after zero dark 30 and stuff like right in that mm. moment mm-hmm. after, um, the SEAL team six took down bin Laden, mm-hmm. but like the moment to release that movie. And I don't know oh, yeah. that yeah. didn't come out in that time. Like let's yeah. do a movie about a, an elite SWAT team, you know, group or whatever like that. Yeah, that absolutely. You know, uh, absolutely. I just, yeah, I agree with you on that one. I didn't, um, I was trying to think. I didn't read uh, Rainbow Six, but literally every one of my friends, like, because we were all into the video game series for yeah. a while. And There's a lot of every one of my between the, yeah. the video games. <laughs> And every one of my friends was like, Rainbow Six, the book is just awesome. You got to read that book. So I actually feel like I will probably put that on the list, you know, given that there's not much else going on these days. <laughs> yeah. you. I don't think you'll regret that any more than you would having spent the time watching Patriot Games. You know, you might as well flip through that one. <laughs> okay. So did you have any time to think about your ideal Jack Ryan actor? Yeah. So here's what I would love for them to actually do. And I think that would make Tom Clancy happy. I would think that somebody like Eddie Redmayne. Oh, okay. Somebody like that, bringing an intellectual, uh, you know, uh, feel to the character. And then yeah. more of a like Tinker Taylor soldier spy, American kind of like very highbrow intellectual, you know, spy movie. That would actually Damn, I would watch the hell out of that movie. <laughs> I think that would be cool. I think that would, that would be a good movie. Yeah. yeah. You get the right director, right writer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it, good Clint, idea. Wrote some cool, uh, you know, came up with some cool plots and, and things like that. But it was like in an era where the like strong white man hero American, you know, punch him up movie was what was made. So it was like, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I think there's room for that now. I think that's a great idea. Wow. Probably, John, you probably now hold the record for best idea for, <laughs> for a movie at the end of the episode that I ask everyone good about. actor in movie like other good movie. <laughs> Somehow you got it, got it right where everybody else got it wrong. That's <laughs> uh, Well, John, thanks for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. And thanks for doing this in general. Uh, well, you know, it's... Uh, what what other excuse do I need to talk about movies? You know, <laughs> then then record it while I'm talking about it. So, <laughs> John, thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah, thanks. Take care.